All right. So, uh, first of all, happy holidays. It is December 29th for everybody that's listening. Hopefully you had a good time with your family during Christmas or any other holiday you may celebrate. Um, today, we have a very special guest, the one and only Eddie Mack. So, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. <laughs> What's up? I'm What's Eddie Mack. I'm usually the host of the show, <laughs> but this is uh, the first episode of the second season of the show, and we're changing things up. Yes, we are. Uh, for all first-time listeners, this is uh, Setting Stages with Eddie Mack, and this is actually a show where Eddie usually interviews people that are ordinary doing extraordinary things in an unusual or unconventional way. Uh, today, we're actually going to be covering a lot of Eddie Mack, like uh, a lot of stuff. Actually, people may not know, we're going to start with where he came from, where he started, a little bit of what he thought the American dream looked like, and what he's looking to accomplish for 2020. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give him the mic and see what he has to say. Yeah, uh, so today we're going to definitely talk about what I thought was the American dream, um, talk a little bit about my philosophy on happiness, how to find Ooh. it, um, what it is that uh, we should be focused on or what I'd like to focus on more um, and then definitely about the show and what my plan is for the show and the reason why we're even doing this episode where I'm the guest and Ramon here who uh, whose voice you heard is um, interviewing me it's because I need to play catch up with you my audience members on what was happening in the last few months of hiatus from the show and uh, what direction I'd like to take the show in the future so that you guys are all in the loop um, and yeah, I don't ever really talk about my past, but I talk about everyone else's past on this show. So Ramon got that out of me today. <laughs> You'll learn a little something about me. A hundred percent. And first of all, I wanted to thank Eddie Mack. He selected me to be the host. He had a, a little inquiry on Instagram through his story and said, Hey, who'd like to be the host? And honestly, I felt like it was a little bit of a interview process. I basically send him a little S and say, Hey man, pick me. <laughs> I honestly didn't think he was going to select me, but I'm glad he did. So hopefully it turns out to be a, a really good show for you guys. And uh, I'm going to ask for one thing though. Keep him accountable. Hold me accountable. <laughs> we did yeah. talk about accountability today. At, at, the very accountable. End, at the very end of the show, he comes out with what he wants to accomplish, but he can't do it on his own. He needs help. So by the end of the episode, make sure you send him a DM and be the next guest. On setting stages with Eddie Mack. Hell yeah. Let's man. go. Let's go. So you ready? No, I'm not okay. freaking I'm not ready, but but, <laughs> but, but, but we're hot. Away. We're hot. Let's go. Cheers. Alright, cheers. Cheers man. to season two, episode season one. Season two, man. Mm. I'm already talking loud as hell. I can see the levels on this thing oh, getting yeah? crazy. <laughs> That's alright. Alright. You, man, kick us off, bro. Yeah, yeah right. kick us off. All right, well, um, welcome <clears throat> to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack, Season 2. I'm the I'm the guest? What <laughs> is going on? And I get to be the host, so I, I feel <laughs> extremely privileged to be here, to be honest. I know he had a, a ton of people request to be the host, and yeah. uh, he gave me the privilege to uh, interview him, so here we are. Uh, for all you uh, first-time first comers to uh, Setting Stages, uh, this is Eddie Mack. He's the host. Typically, <laughs> and uh, we're uh, we're gonna be doing uh we're gonna be interviewing. We're gonna ask him some questions, and uh, we're gonna get to know him a little bit more. Uh, see what makes Eddie Mac who he is now, right? Yeah. So uh, let's get started with the first question. I I've listened to most of your podcasts. Okay. And I know you like to start with a little bit of background. So uh, fill in to your listeners like who's Eddie Mac? Tell us a little bit about his background. Where did he come from? Where was he raised? Fair question, because I get to pry into everybody's past, so 
Might as well learn about mine. Absolutely. Um, so I was born in the Philippines um, back in, should I say the year? 1980, <laughs> 1980 freaking one. <laughs> 1981. <laughs> Dang it, that liquid courage, bro. No, 1981, man. I was born in the Philippines. Um, I must have been there for only about three, almost four years of my life. Um, and it's so weird because I can actually remember flashes of what it was like there and and very very short ones like i know my grandma's house really well or 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 some vivid memories of it anyways um like i I remember what our living room was like where our coffee table was set up and i remember uh, that my grandma's house also had like you know like this front door that led into a balcony that overlooked a tiny little like pond or like fountain that they had in front of the house it sounds like a mansion but it was actually i think it was like a shared fountain among the community (laughs) in that in that complex or whatever i don't know i haven't seen that house since i left the philippines but yeah i i grew up there um for only or not even grown up but i was there for only about three and a half years came to the united states my dad joined the navy the u.s navy um he was a troublemaker dude when he was a kid And one of his ways out was to just kind of learn some discipline and put himself in a position that would challenge him um, and also challenge his morals and stuff. And I think uh, once he had me and realized that he needed to kind of wisen up and take care of his family, um, which is something I like wholeheartedly respect him for, he joined the Navy and um, and then eventually was stationed out in the United States. And um, shortly thereafter, you know, he brought my mom and I over to the States side. And I flew to the United States in a cargo, Navy cargo jet plane, dude. Nice. Like there was not your usual not can say that, commercial man. flights. <laughs> yeah. That's I, pretty cool. I don't quite remember what the plane ride was like. I do remember seeing it though. Like again, it's one of those flashes that I remember. Um, but it was kind of bizarre knowing that like I was flying with my mom like on an airplane and like I didn't know what was really happening in my life sure. at that time, but it was all for the sake of like, you know, b- hopefully bringing the family over so that we can create a quote unquote better life for yeah. us. And I was all on my dad's dime, man. So yeah, I, I can totally um, relate, man. I know it's it's almost like a surreal like moment that you're living, man, because I remember I'm also an immigrant and I and I came back in like ninety five. Yeah. And I I can vividly remember like parts of it, but most of it's like a giant blur, man. So I can yeah. totally relate, man. It's crazy. It is a little bit weird to know that like um I had a life that could have yeah. been over there, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Hundred um, percent. But the 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 fact that like I was in the states, I I really didn't really know anything else. In fact, um, when I moved to the states, and so my 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 dad has among them, I think it's like seven siblings altogether. Mm-hmm. I say I think because I I easily lose track of that. But imagine like you know my grandparents having seven children, right? All of us lived in the same roof. That's crazy. Um, there was a point in time in my childhood. There were 13 people in a one-story house that was originally built with only two bedrooms in it. Yeah. And they expanded to two more bedrooms. So mm-hmm. now there are four rooms. Mm-hmm. And then that four rooms turned into a fifth bedroom that my dad built inside of the garage. So that, I mean, it's you talk about humble beginnings. Yeah, I mean, like, they knew how to work with their hands. 100%. These are immigrants. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like whatever it takes. 100%, dude. Yeah. So we were living in about the equivalent of, I mean, for those of you who are watching the video, the bedroom that my dad built was about half the size of Ramon's living room where we're recording this, um, and, and maybe about like one and a half times the length in terms of like how much space we had. So my parents had a queen like mattress in there. I had a twin. That's it. And that was it. That's I mean, it. we had the tiniest closet, if you want to even call it that. So we made it work, you know, like, you know, these kids, all seven of them trying to save money, trying to make it in America. Um, And I got to witness 
what family values were because it, it literally was like an entire village of people that were raising me among other kids that were living in the house too at that time. Um, so I moved to the United States. They, I was supposed to be, and I was like, I'm like one of the oldest among my cousins and stuff. And I was supposed to be that like, you know, the, the, the pride and joy, you're going to go study in the United States. You're going to learn make English. Yeah. You're going to make, <laughs> you're going to live the American dream, you know? And that turned into them saying, I will not speak. And the dialect in the Philippines that we spoke was called Pangasinan. So okay. the, the, the main language is Tagalog. Okay. And as most people know, but there's is that like a dialect then. Yeah. So okay. it's a slight variance okay. of Tagalog. And I guess depending on where you are in the Philippines, you had, you had these different dialects mm-hmm. that maybe that town or that city sure. or, or province um, spoke. So my, my particular area was, uh, they spoke Pangasinan. And um, I 100% spoke it when I was three, but then when I moved to the United States, all of my aunties and uncles, my, my dad's siblings essentially, were like, you will not speak Pangasinan. Yeah. They had me s- yeah. literally repeat these words. I will not speak Pangasinan. I will only speak English. And they had me say it over and over and over. And now I don't speak any Pangasinan, but the weird thing is I understand 100% of, of the language. That's crazy. Like, my entire family at, uh, at Christmas so or something. So you hear it, like, it comes to you. It triggers, like, oh, easy. I, I know what it is. Oh, yeah. That's I, crazy. My, if my mom and dad chose to, spoke to, me, to speak to me in that language... Um, you don't understand it. To, uh, I'd be able to respond in English, though. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah but I would understand crazy. everything that they're saying. So, you know, if they talk trash, like, I, yeah, I know, you know I know who sure. they're talking about. And sure. they're like, if it's about me, I'll respond in English. Yeah, yeah. So what are you saying? <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, the, that's, that, that's how I came to the United States. And it's crazy because... Um, you know, I actually struggled as a kid, too, in, in kindergarten when it came to um, to certain, like, skills or, or even just the culture of, like, making friends with people. I didn't really know what that was like other than, like, with my cousins. Find that hard to believe, Well, no, man. <laughs> truth be told, like, I had a thick accent. Yeah. I was, you know, so I was out of the norm of what, you know, uh, most people would have known, I guess, growing up in that age. Sure. I went to a Catholic private school. So there's another thing, too, is that, like, my parents worked their ass off to pay for tuition for me to go to a Catholic private school. So, um, so as I hear you, like, did, so did you grow up like with your parents being like super strict? Then is that what it sounds like, mm, or did you just kind of like because you said he was in the navy? So yeah. Like, so what was that like then? Yeah, I, I mean, I look back on it and like the grown, mature version of if that's what you want to call me, <laughs> um, but the more matured vision or lens that I see it from is that they were not strict. Okay. But if I was to like relive those moments, I know damn well that I I hated so many restrictions and that's all I grew up with too is like I could barely even ride around the block in the neighborhood in LA that we grew up in you know and that was because it it was a dicier part of town and and like my parents wouldn't even go walk around the block not because they were fearful but it's like they didn't really want to um see I guess show me and my brother like that it was okay to go on the other side of the block but we did anyways so of course um and i ended up making friends with people on our side of the block but when we went around the block it was like those those neighbors that we didn't know who they were yeah yeah so it was a very confined like set of people that you would basically associate with yourself um socially anyway so excuse me in kindergarten um yeah i struggled with making friends because i didn't speak the language well enough um even certain subjects and stuff or, or, or activities that we did in, in kindergarten, um, I failed miserably at. Um, I shared actually one of those stories in one of the backstage with Eddie Mac um, episodes on the podcast. And I'll give you the short version of it, but essentially there was like a, um, <clears throat> there was an assignment or like a test where it was a listening skill mm-hmm. test. And you had this booklet that had uh, 
a, a fold out of a scene. And this particular scene was uh, like a city scene. There's people crossing the street, cars in the street, buildings in the background. You can just imagine maybe like uh, anything that you'd see on in the movies, you know. So, sure. and it just it was just a cartoon. Um, um, picture, illustration of the street, and then you had stickers on the side. Those stickers were of items, things like um, a beach ball, um, maybe a shoe, or uh, even another car, Mm -hmm. or something like that. So the skill was for you to listen to the teacher's instruction to place that sticker in the scene that's in the book. And um, I remember my mom being called into the classroom because my teacher had concerns about the way that I performed in that skill in that, in that activity. And she said, you know, Mrs. Macaranis, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing sure. now. So I'm like, cause I'm like five or six. Yeah. It'd be hard to remember. Yeah. All that, man. <clears throat> but she basically is tells my, uh, my teacher tells my mom, she says, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Eddie's comprehension of listening skills and this, that, and the other. Uh, one of the instructions was to place the bow on the little girl's head, which mm-hmm. was, um, on the, on the photo. And I didn't know what a bow was. Yeah, Actually, the only bow, yeah. yeah. And the bow that I know is a bow and arrow. Yeah. So <laughs> Legolas for you Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and a crossbow or whatever. But sure. I didn't know what a bow was. Sure. So I was like, bow. I was like, that beach ball looks kind of like it makes sense <laughs> to put on someone's head. You know, sure. like don't you do that in soccer or something? <laughs> so I peeled off the freaking beach ball and put it on the little girl's head and then and then it came down to like place the beach ball in the little boy's hand and yeah. I'm like wait the beach ball's already used. Like, like what do I what the what hell? do? What do I do with that? <laughs> so anyways, the whole thing is the bow was a like a ribbon that was tied in a bow. And there was a sticker that was a bow, what I know is a bow now. I didn't know it was called a bow. That's if the so teacher funny. had just said, put the ribbon in the girl's hair, I would have instantly got that. But because I put the ball yeah. there, that messed up where the bow was supposed to go. So then I put the bow Everything was probably incorrect. somewhere else. 100%. Yeah, and so it just completely had this domino negative effect on the whole exam. And so, yeah, um, I sucked at English, man. Yeah. I sucked at English. And here I am hosting a freaking podcast. That's so funny, man. That's so funny. Now that you talk about that story, I remember when I was like, it was like fourth grade. Um, I didn't know English either. Mm. It was my second language. And I remember being in a room and um, I had ESL at the time. So English as a second language or whatever. And I remember like they told me, why don't you put your thumb on the table? And there was like pictures and I went like this. Okay. And they're like, no, no, no. Like on, like on there, but put your, put your thumb on the table. And there was a picture of a table, but I kept going, like, putting it on the actual table. Oh. And I was just like, I was like, okay. And I, I just you kept doing that. You were literally doing that, like, yeah. I was like, okay, but I understand they had to go on the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, had, I struggled, man. I think I, uh, I stayed in those classes for about, um, for about three years, I think it was. And then finally I went to regular English, but I can totally relate, man, like... Learning English, like for people that don't speak the language, yeah, super tough. Yeah, it, super tough. And man. and you know, like any other language, and, and not that I that I'm fluent in any other language other than English now, um, but I I know the basics and core of linguistics is that sure. like other languages, when you say one thing, it you basically have only this many words to say that that yeah. one thing in. Oh yeah. Whereas in English, you can say that um, something was piping hot sure. or something was hot. Yeah. Or, or like, what does the word piping right. mean? Wait, but piping also works for sewers. Sure. And what the hell? Like, yeah. so it gets very, very like date. Like, convoluted. Is yeah. the date or going on a or date? Or are you going or on like, a date? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, there's so many ways to use the same word. And that's kind of the funny thing is that, like, now... I, 
Oh, and, and I never knocked on it, but I guess I look at the English language as being so versatile is that it you is. can express the 100%. same thought and then it can like mean something more to somebody and then mean something less to another person. And that's just how it works, you know? And I think that that's part of the reason why I like the word so much or why I like to speak so much is that like if I can make that or strike that right chord with somebody, it's because sure. I said it a certain way. So that's kind of the beauty of the language now oh, for 100%. me, uh, as challenging as it is. But and yeah, I can, And I can see why you enjoy, man. I think I've known you for a few years now. And to be honest, man, you speak English really well, I have to say. I don't think I, like your vocabulary, it looks like you've done a lot of reading or you've watched a lot of shows or maybe the discovery channel or some education channel because like you use words i've never even heard before reading maybe not so much i wasn't that's reading crazy. so much at least not in my childhood but that's yeah i remember cartoons man okay. like cartoons for sure um obviously being around a bunch of kids that were making fun of my accent oh, yeah. that that yeah, really pushed that. me to just be accepted and 100%. you know um and maybe that plays into why now like when it co when it com comes down to like it being hard to make friends or, or strike a conversation when I was younger, I think that it becomes a lot easier for me now because I take a lot of pride in the fact that I can relate to people very easily sure. through my words. Yeah, 100%. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you've done a nice job with that, at least from the time that I've known you. You can definitely relate and like build relationships. So Thanks, I man. think your your English definitely helps with that, dude. You're definitely outgoing. It, I have to say. Yeah. It became my favorite subject sure, eventually. Man. I hate it, but I'm glad you like it. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for giving us a little bit of your yeah, background, yeah, man. man. I so really appreciate that. Now your listeners know a little bit about who you are and where you come from. I didn't know you came in like a cargo like plane. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, you <clears> mentioned <throat> something earlier that just kind of struck a chord with me. Okay. And I want to ask. So you were talking about the American dream. Mm-hmm. So now, from when you're a child mm -hmm. to Eddie now, how do you feel you've done? Had you oh, accomplished the American dream? Fuck. <laughs> okay. Or where do you stand? You know what, man? Okay, so I mean, I just dropped an f bomb because, like, what what my what my idea of the American dream was, or maybe even what my family's idea of the of what the American dream was, um, it was the big house, the big cars, and, um, you know, kind of like, like, like people cleaning my house or sure. something like that. Like that was what was on TV. That was what was in movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can go on a tangent on what I was seeing on TV sure. and that influenced so much about what my vision of what a good life was. And, um, so by those standards, I failed miserably. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By those okay. standards, I don't have anyone cleaning my house except for my damn self right. and G, you know, my wife. And now your kids. And my kids. Enough. Oh, my kids are definitely <laughs> taking part in that. And yes, they get paid for that. So I never got paid for doing chores. Sure. But, you know, I'm trying to teach them principles. But sure, that's, that's another subject altogether. But, you know, yeah, my ideal or whatever that definition was of the American dream, whatever it was then, it's. I didn't do any of that. Okay. I, I didn't get the big house. I didn't get the big car. And then definitely, like I said, I don't have anyone, you know, cleaning up my house. Um, but so, so then what is your American dream? Where, where do you, where do you see yeah. yourself? Like dog, um, I'm going to give you an answer that maybe a lot of people can, can probably agree to because I okay. feel like that maybe, um, culture has definitely influenced me in, in maybe the recent decade or, or less. Okay. Okay. Um, one, I, about a decade ago, I bought my first house, which I still live in now. Um, <clears throat> and, and the fact that I even have a house, that home ownership part of it is pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and to know how, you know, an American economy works and having a piece of real estate and that is, that's a, that's a great, 
you know, investment and things of that nature. But I also know that like, I look at people now who are not, who don't own a home, but are also that are renting and they're still living through to the, to what makes them happy sure. to what they're passionate about. And I feel that now my, my, my understanding has evolved dramatically compared to what it was before. So yes, I own the house. Yes, I own a car and all of that. It's not the house and it's not the car that most people's standards might be among the masses, right? But I, I define it now along the lines of like pursue, that, that whole pursuit of happiness that we talk about. What's, what really drives you? Like what really puts a smile like in your soul? You know what I mean? Sure. Like not even on your face, but like in your heart. What is really, really, what makes you happy? And do you have the freedom to do it? I, I get it. There are certain things, uh, certain limitations that maybe we might um, see, like m- maybe from a financial standpoint, I certainly find myself limited in certain ways financially. Like I can't, I can't and definitely won't buy the big house. It's not, it's not in me anymore. Like it's not my, it's not what I'm after. Sure. But what I am after though, is to be happy with what I do every single day. And, and how do I, how do I satisfy that smile, that, that spiritual smile? You know sure. what I'm saying? 100%. So that American dream, it's, it's more of like just the, like what's the, what's the human goal at that point? What's the human dream versus like this is America's vision, Carlito's way. Sure. You know what right. I'm saying? 100%. It's not, it's not that. Uh, and, and I'm still learning how to embrace that too because there are certain times where I have to remind myself that it's not about the chase um, and, and getting and then and then actually like getting that thing. It's about the process of like figuring out your your purpose and like really fulfilling that. Sure. So um, in that regard, I'd say that in maybe again the last maybe five years is when that has started to kind of speak more um, rele- relevantly in my sure. life. Yeah. So it isn't uh, the stuff, and it's easy to say. Like I said, a lot of people can probably agree with that. But to actually live that through, I think that my pursuit of trying to live that truth right there mm-hmm. is really what I'm after now. So as you, as I hear you and you're talking about this truth, like, what is that? What is the one thing that like makes your soul feel like it's happy and like you're in the right place? Like, what is that for you? Um, I think it, impact and influence on people. Okay. That um, goes down. It, okay. it, it comes down to uh, as people as close to me as my own sons and my wife, um, influencing and impacting them. Um, and by influence, I mean it, it. It has to come like from the heart, like like giving them a real answer or a, or a way for them to learn a lesson or something like that. Like if I can influence that, challenge them. Um, it doesn't always mean positive influence sure. um, in terms of like being their cheerleader all yeah, the no, damn time. 100%. So, um, and then I also find so much fulfillment, Ramon, in, um, it, I, I talked about winning people over and like getting to know people and, and, and appreciating that. Um, I don't know why I, I wish I really like can put my finger on and define or put my thumb on the table, um, on exactly why this satisfies me so much, but actually like if I can influence somebody to like be successful in what they are pursuing, I don't know why that, that actually makes me feel good. Like, I actually find that I'm making progress when I see someone else's success and that I played a hand in it. Um, I, I, I could apply that in my, like, my previous dance life. Like, mm-hmm. when uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't a director for the team that I helped create, um, but, I, but I was there to influence others in, uh, like, from a peer standpoint, and I took a lot of pride in, in the role that I played, even though it wasn't a role that had a title or, like, gave me... 
uh, they, 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 like my directors didn't give me that role, but sure. like it was just naturally in me to like want to push others to do better. There were so many other dancers that have technical, like a better technical skill set than I did, but I knew that they can also like they could do more, and I saw that in them. I think that that's like my natural talent is being able to see the positives in people. So I try to influence that or draw that more out of them, you know? Yeah, focus and, on their strengths. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. and and we we already criticize ourselves so heavily on our own. Um, I don't think that I need to add on to that. I can certainly point out challenges, but. Um, like pointing out challenges is one thing, but then identifying how to how to approach the next solution to that challenge is, is like that's where the difference maker happens. Mm-hmm. And for and if I get to influence that, that's what makes me happy. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, which is well, like what is that truth? What truly like sure. in, in, in enlightens my spirit or like makes that or draws out that smile? It's when I can influence somebody in a positive way. Um, for some freaking weird reason, it means the world to me that I've that I've done something to influence that. So how can you do that more often then? Um, this this show yeah. is definitely one way. Um, I feel that um, more people have, or a lot of people have a story um, that they can share. And I have, I think, that a pretty good ability to ask the right questions. Um, I had to learn listening uh, through, sure. this, the, through this whole process of, of being an interviewer. Um, I had to learn the skill of listening because I could tell you from episode one that I had my questions laid out for Anna Sarau, mm-hmm. and she would answer, and I, could, I barely, honestly, was listening to some of her points in that response, because I was already planning, what's the next best question on my list? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so I digress a little bit. So that, that whole listening skill had to be learned over the process of like 20 episodes or whatever. And um, if I can listen well enough to, some, to what someone cares about, Right. I ask them a question, something they're passionate about, something they're good at, something that they've overcome. If I'm listening to what that message is, then I can actually draw out more detail in how they've accomplished or overcome those things. And if I can record that and they're willing to share that publicly so that I can air it on the freaking Internet. That's pretty dope. And I played the hand. I was that bridge. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? No, like, 100%. That makes me feel like I crushed it. And yeah. especially when I get feedback from an audience member that says, God, that that, that, so that episode couldn't yeah. have come with better timing. I even have episodes that are, you know, like I'm, I'm always under the impression that every time I air, air an episode, those same listeners are going to come right back right. to the show. I might have some of those. I, I certainly probably do, right? But then I'll hear on occasion like, Dog, episode number seven, and I'm yeah. and here I am on like thirty something, yeah, yeah. and I'm like seven. Who did who yeah. did I do all seven? Yeah. They're like that one with the restaurant owner, yeah, yeah. and I was just like the restaurant Guan owner, bro. Grill. Yeah, uh, see, <laughs> yeah, I was like Guan Grill, like like you have nothing to do with the restaurant industry, but for some reason that resonated with you because yeah. of history. Like that's dope. If I yeah. can bridge that gap, and like they would have not heard that story if it wasn't for the fact that I. Turn the mics on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you talk about like that listening skill because uh, as I'm listening to you, right, I'm trying to hear what you're saying. Yeah. But then trying to compose a question that I got to ask. All right. So what a lot of people do, and it takes time to develop that skill because um, if people don't know, like I've been in management for a long time. Yeah. And one of the biggest mistakes that managers do or leaders do is they listen to reply. Not necessarily listen to understand. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So when you tell me that you are you had to learn how to listen, I can totally relate. Because in the last four years that I've been a manager, man, I struggle like no other. Just because I did that. Just 
listen and here's here's next this was next so i can totally relate to what you're saying man it's crazy yeah and then then you're not being an impactful leader no absolutely not absolutely not it literally goes in one ear just so that you can get your point across but this person that you're trying to coach manage lead whatever you you want them to accomplish their goal yeah yours you know what i mean yeah yeah. So yeah. So you get it. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, and I, and and I too, like, I, I pride myself in having the opportunity to have a leadership role in my job and stuff. Um, but it's it, it's so interesting because like you have to learn the, that skill, that skill of listening. I don't know why, but it's not. It doesn't look like it's recording right now. That freaks me out. Oh, you you gotta check it out no, if you I have think, to. I think we're okay. I think yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I'm gonna just trust that it's okay. Doing its job. <laughs> That's freaking me out. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I'm Talk looking out, know what's going I can't on. Even listen to myself right now. <laughs> um, you want to check it out? No, no, no. Okay, you cool, sure? Cool. All gonna, right. I'm gonna trust that it's happening. Or should I check? I don't know, man. What's gonna make you okay, feel good? Okay, I'll, I'll feel better if I check. All right, Damn, check. Time out. Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Yeah, nothing's happening here. Oh yeah. We're good? I think we're good now. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay, it cool. wasn't recording. All right. But hopefully your mic picked up on some of that. Where was okay. I? Shoot. What was I talking um, about? We were talking about listening, uh, that you couldn't listen to yourself because you, you were freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, recording, yeah. That sort of thing. Okay. So, all right. So now we're going to move on. We're, okay, that's fine. That's fine. We talked about listening, learning, the, the skill of listening, and listening to understand. Mm-hmm. So... You already know what happens at the end of every year and what happens at the beginning of every single year. Sure. And everyone does it. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. So what are you looking to accomplish in 2020 that you're going to hold yourself accountable to? Great. This is going to be recorded forever. Um, <laughs> and I like that, though. Um, that's awesome because this is precisely why I chose you to do this interview with me. Okay. Um, you... <laughs> And I won't digress too much, but it's because you know me, like we become friends after having worked with one another. Sure. And the fact that you were my coach, you were my manager, um, you can look at my life from an objective standpoint. So I love that. Uh, so thanks for hosting the show. Sure. Now, to answer your damn question as I beat around the bush. <laughs> You're like, I got to talk as I think about it because I don't know what I'm going to say. No, no. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, man. Like, Okay, so I took all, I took all these months off from actually recording anything. Yeah. Um, I had a plan in place even during those months off. Um, and that plan completely went to shit. You know? Sure. It really did. And, and, and I was beating myself up so hard about it. It, it, like it, was, it was tough for me to accept the fact that I had two, three projects in my mind that I was like, I need to just put more focus in that so that I can so that I can gain momentum for the show. And that was my, my, my bread and butter was like, I want to cater to this show, make it successful, grow it. I need to get better at certain things and then put these projects into place so that I can market the show better, things like that nature. <clears throat> um, I was lucky enough to maybe accomplish one of those two or three projects that I had in mind. The other two, um, I made no progress on, man. And um, I guess it would be worthwhile to share that one of those things was something as simple as coming up with a, a new logo for the show, like a new fr- uh, freaking picture that mm-hmm. uh, podcaster listeners would see my face or whatever and just like design the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was going to just do it on my own. I, I, I actually um, reached out to a friend of mine that designed it or whatever. And um, I kind of I liked what he did for it, but I felt like um, maybe I, I misdirected like his work. Um, so no no bash on him. Like he did a phenomenal job, and the results that I got, I had multiple results to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just for some reason it didn't feel right, and I didn't want to put him down or anything like that. We've since talked about it um, briefly, but it, but I'm obviously not using that logo or whatever. 
Yeah, I remember you did it on your Instagram story, like, hey, new logos, and like people yeah. were hitting you up. I yeah. remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a cool. lot of responses. People yeah. were giving a, like huge positive feedback um, on, on the new design and everything. And then I ended up not using it because it, it, it actually didn't capture the feeling that I wanted. Didn't feel right. Yeah, and, and I gave him the direction. Yeah. So it's like I only have myself to blame that it sure. didn't actually feel right. So I was going to take matters into my own hand and try to design it on my own. I didn't know shit about design. So there goes Don't that. Yeah, so I didn't do it. And that alone, that small little L, yeah. it set the tone for like, oh my gosh, now, now, what, do do? now oh. what do I do? Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh. But I mean, no one knew what the project was. Sure. I never said I have this specific thing to get accomplished. It's all you, So man. even if I didn't do it, no one would have known. Sure. But in my mind, I did. You did. Yeah. And, I, and the fact of the matter is I didn't actually take the steps to, to finish that thing. So um, anyways, this is all leading up to the 2020 plan. Sure. Um, the show is still like, this is the thing. This is that smile that's in my spirit, right? And if I really do find so much satisfaction in it, then forget what the logo looks like. Like, let's get good content out there for the people. What's wrong with the one you have now? It's been working. I don't know. And, uh, you know, that, that's where, like, the self-criticism comes in, self-doubt, those types of things. Sure. And, again, these things built over the, those months that I was gone, those months that I said, I'm going to take a break from social media so that I can focus on the show in other aspects. So that's what you were doing. That was the, the idea. And nothing happened. Not a damn thing, Ramon. All right. Not a that's damn fair. thing. Yeah. Um, I it wasn't all bad. True. It wasn't all bad. No, you got time for your family, yourself, yeah. you got to do different things. Without a doubt. You got a lot more time back. Yeah. And I understood a little bit more about um, what I needed to begin sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came back, whatever, it's like it was some big announcement for me to come back to social media after months of being just silent. Trust me, I wasn't completely gone from Instagram. In fact, I was spending more time outdoors, mm-hmm. and I have this outdoor account yeah. mm-hmm. on Instagram, yeah. and I was sharing stuff yeah. on there. And you know what's crazy, man? I, I started to feel that with that uh, sharing, that that's stuff that I was sharing um, gave me more fulfillment than what I was sharing on my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Like, why does that give me more gratitude versus what I'm sharing on Instagram? I would write quotes, sure. take a picture of the quote. People would respond, yeah, yeah, this, that, and the other. When people do respond, make sure I reply within sure. an hour. I was going through all of that, and um, like the, the DMs, the like, like building a, a, a uh, what do you call it, like a, like a, a stock of photos, I guess, like ready to post and mm-hmm. schedule my posts, yeah. and it became so a like. Job. Technical. Yeah. yeah, it became a process. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm fucking losing myself yeah. for social media. Mm-hmm. And that was pissing me off. And when I saw that I was having fun actually posting on social media, just some raw stuff of me going on hikes and taking my kids or whatever, and taking these beautiful photos, like I get a sense of peace by being out in nature and everything. And like, I was like, dude, this, this world of like outdoorsy people, like this little community that I was kind of building, not building, but I guess becoming more involved with, I became more satisfied sharing that kind of content versus what is my next post going to be? How am I going to draw the crowd to the podcast? And it became that. You know why? Do you want me to answer or do you have an answer for me? Uh, a little bit of both. Share. So <clears throat> as, I, as, I'm, as I'm listening to you, I went through the exact same thing, bro. Mm. Well, like my spotty fishing, right? Yeah. I got to post at five. I got to post at noon. For I got to sure. post at six, right? Yeah. And then eventually I stopped all that. And when I when I would just post something randomly, it felt more honest. So as I hear you like, oh man, this picture with my family, just raw, it, it just feels good because it's like, oh here you go, 
There's no pre-planning. There's no, is this the right quote? Is this the right background? What does the font look like? It's just honest. It's just yeah. honest. Yeah. Who cares about everything else, man? Yeah. And, and something I've learned from listening to Gary Vee is just post the content. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares what it looks like? Who cares what it sounds like? Just post the content. Yeah. Let your viewers or your followers determine whether they like it or not. If they like it, great. If for they sure. don't, who cares? Who cares? It's for you. Yeah. And that's what I lost is the who cares mentality. Yeah. Um, I definitely – yeah, and you should be hitting the nail on the head. That's a, that, that would have been my answer anyways. Sure. It was truly that. I was pandering to the like. I was pandering to the engagement, um, the schedule, the fucking algorithm. All yeah. of those things yeah. mattered all 100%. of a sudden. And then when they didn't matter anymore, I felt relieved. Yeah. I was still on social media. Mm-hmm. I albeit not as heavily as I was with my, you know, my personal Eddie Mac account, but I found like, dang, this is just so much more real. Sure. And then when I came back to announce my return to social sure, media, sure. I wanted to be a lot more real. Good. I started posting freaking video memes of fails and mm-hmm. how my like this is like I posted this one where this kid's running on a treadmill. He trips on the treadmill. His pants get pulled off by the treadmill, and I'm like, "That's me catching up to my goals that I set yeah. in 2019." Yeah, like, and that's just the freaking truth. That, happens, I was playing yeah. catch up, yeah. and I still am, you know. So that brings me into 2020. What do I want to accomplish? What like that? I'm going to hold myself accountable to. It's consistent. It's consistency around the podcast. Um, and and I and and I I really want to stray from pandering to like what are the results of the podcast sure or what are the results of my instagram um shit i'm on tiktok now you know oh. like i'm having a little bit more fun with that too i was too. gonna ask how long did it take you to plan the the, the <laughs> airpods uh, in your oh, nose man. all right so ramon ramon is alluding oh my god as of this recording as of this recording, I, I hope people have seen that. If they haven't, go to TikTok. Oh, TikTok is it Eddie Mac? Is that what you're on? It this? is. It's it's the same okay. same thing. Underscore Eddie Mac oh, on TikTok. Funniest video. You gotta watch stupid. it. It's pause stupid. It, pause this podcast. <laughs> go on TikTok and look up his video. It's funny. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, so, so and you'll see it. Actually, I posted it on Instagram too, just to kind of announce that I was on TikTok. Um, it didn't take much to plan that. Okay, it didn't. Good. And I think that's the beauty of TikTok too, yeah. is that like it is so random. Yeah. It is so like it's just like and it's like just poor raw. quality yeah. video. Like it doesn't matter. Sure. And you can edit right on the app, so sure. it makes it very easy and stuff like that. So like those spur of the moment things that like you want to just share and like like make someone laugh. Sure. Like if it made you laugh, awesome, dude. Sure. Like that's dope. And like. I found myself being so serious on Instagram. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I got this dope ass thing that I thought of, and like I, I'm learning this, so I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna write a quote. It. Yeah, I'm gonna share the quote and this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, bro, what is that? Like, yeah. what, what good is that doing you or the person that's on the other end, like engaging with the content? Sure, hundred percent. What's the point, you know? But if I can like get somebody to just know that, like, yeah, dude, I'm trying to catch up to 2019 goals still. Yeah, and it's December 29th as of this recording. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I, I, so that's another piece of like what I want to hold myself accountable to is be um, a lot less like too thought out. Don't overthink things. Like if it feels good, if you want to shoot from the hip, do it because it's it's authentically who it I done. am. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't be speaking or, or honoring like who who I, who I I'm supposed to be or whatever you know what I mean like I'm meant to be like this person who messes up and has also like really good things to say if I can be both and just show like that that that, that exists I'm not some perfect guy that has these really cool quotes on index cards that's and, better and you do but you're more than that but I'm more than that I'm, I'm human I, I mess things up 100%. and shoot that's why I took so much time off so I don't want to do that again I want to avoid 
being on a hi- hiatus for long periods of time like that just due to the fact that I ran out of people to, to, to talk to or like it was so hard to schedule. I don't want to use those excuses anymore. And it's the funny thing about it is that my mile a day that I was committing to, um, and I say was because I'll share with you what happened. Sure. Fuck. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, I was doing that mile a day and the whole premise behind it was to eliminate the excuse of time or whatever it sure. was to take away from Just like, this thing. Just get it done. You're right. And, it, and, and that translated into so many really cool things in my life. So I committed to doing a minimum of a, of a mile a day. And most of it was running. If it was, a, if it was a hike, it was a hike. If it was a, I need to uh, like, you know, take a walk or whatever. The fact that I, that I committed to doing the minimum of one mile, um, that, that turned into commitment to myself, commitment to other goals and, and things like that, right? Um, and I found that that one day led to the second day, led mm-hmm. to the fourth day, led to the fourth week, led to the fifth month. Sure. And it was just like a cool snowball effect. And now I've, I've learned also that like stopping that snowball can have some pretty dramatic effects. Starting the next one's even tougher. Yeah, I believe it, man. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, too, is that like the fact that I put hiatus or put a halt to the podcast, it beat down my ego so bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to experience that. Sure particularly in this realm of, of, of being a, a host of the show. So I want to be consistent. And, and here's the thing. And to that, sometimes you need that in order for you to even grow mm. and get better. Because you said you took a big L, right? You're like, oh, man, I put it on pause and it just didn't feel good. And honestly, maybe that's what you needed for 2020 to be a better year. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Oh, I've thought about because, that. Because uh, as, as I've been talking to you about your podcast, and I was thinking about it, it's like, man, he hasn't done it in a while. And I used to listen to him all the time, religiously. Every morning I listen to your podcast, right? Stay on that thought real quick. Yeah. You know that I schedule my podcast to air at 4 o'clock every morning? I don't oh, know. Not, that's not, why I listen to him. Okay, no, and that's the thing because I know <laughs> that you're funny. you're part of the four a.m. Cl- um, four a.m. Yeah, club. Yeah. I think about you. That's funny. I, I literally schedule the episode to air really? on Thursday morning at four o'clock because that's I know funny. that's when you're awake and on your way to the gym. Yeah, yeah. And so I think about Dude, that. I'm that's like, hilarious. I'm like, I know that Ramon's going to be listening or whatever and, because you're my accountability yeah, partner, yeah. Um, not just on the podcast, but like. Um, and, I'm, and I also think like, oh, East Coast is like it's 7 a.m. over yeah. in the East Coast. So that's actually pretty early yeah. still, too. Anyways, so that all being said, that's, that's why 4 a.m. is when it um, Dude, that's airs. Hilar- I didn't even know Every that. Thursday morning at, at I knew, 4 a.m. I knew it was Thursdays, yeah. but I didn't know it was 4 a.m. Yeah. So I, my routine was like wake up, go to the gym. By like 5.30-ish, 5.40 when I'm in the sauna, I'm like, all right, cool. It's time to listen to the podcast. And I listened to half of it there and then on my way home. So, man, it was like <clears throat> religious. So Clock for a while, work, I was like, huh? man, like... He hasn't done one in forever. Yeah. And I thought about a podcast and I was thinking, why doesn't he just interview regular people? Dude. Like just anybody. Yeah, man. So I remember when I was thinking that and then you gave me the opportunity to be a guest on your show. I was yes. like, dude, I haven't accomplished anything in my life. Anything. Besides, like, you know, work and that sort of thing. But yeah. like, I haven't done anything that I'm like, oh, man, like I'm an Instagrammer or this or that. Yeah. So when, when you did one on me, I was like, man, that's pretty cool. All I've done is... Find a way to wake up at four in the morning. Like I thought, that was pretty dope. I was like, I, yeah, man. I don't think anybody can do it. No, or maybe they can, or they just choose not to. Yeah. So as I was thinking about it, I was like, who is he going to interview in twenty twenty? How is twenty twenty going to be different? Yeah, I can totally answer that. One of the things that I felt that my podcast was missing was an element of uh, relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I listen to other podcasts, of course, as a host. Like I, I, I do case studies or some shit like that. Like I'll, I, you do uh, research. I'll do. I'll do. Yeah. I, I do. I, I'll, I even, you know, like I think, uh, like Netflix, for instance, has uh, uh, David Letterman back on TV. Yeah. Um, I was watching a few of those episodes just to learn the interviewing skill that David Letterman has. I mean, he literally, his show literally says, uh, is titled, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Well, there's a reason why he has those kinds of guests. Nice. And it's because he's an incredible journalist and, and, and a great um, speaker and interviewer, sure. right? So I figured, oh, maybe I need to learn that. And, and like that was like the technical, like learning how to become better at that. Then I also listen to other podcasts where like it's a group setting, maybe a, a two or three people in in a group and they're talking, and it's very relevant topics. It's it's That's current real. events and it's it's a news podcast essentially that kind of caters to our age group. In sure. fact, yeah. So um, you know we're part of the uh, older type of millennial like group uh, yeah. group, but we're part of that. And uh, and this this group like they do a phenomenal jo- phenomenal job talking to one another, keeping a cadence of like realism and like human element to it. And still getting the content of news and information and education out there through the microphone. Okay. And I was like, dude, I'm missing the element of fun that they have mm-hmm. in the conversations. I try to make it fun. Like, I know that there are certain jokes that might pop up here and there when we're sure. talking on a podcast. Um, or I'll do those, like, quick fire questions like, what's your favorite food? Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just to kind of, like, I don't know, throw a curveball in the mix sure. of the, for- the, the formula that I was always using. It became repetitive, mm. cyclical boring it was pre-planned though it was that's probably had something to do with it it had a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. and and that's because i wanted to be be good at the question asking and i wanted to build off of these guideposts that i created for the conversation i did yeah and um so as far as what is set for 2020 and um you know just kind of setting the tone for the show moving forward um you know you talked about you being an everyday guy or whatever i am too I just so happen to to like know how to turn on a microphone and be confident about publicly speaking, speaking sure. and airing it. Um, that's the only difference. Otherwise, like I'm some regular dude trying to find out about irregular people, and I'm trying to do irregular things too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think that everybody's trying to do that thing, whatever that thing is that's important to them. I feel like everyone's got a story. Hundred percent, especially in the. In today's day, man, where everybody's got an Instagram, everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur, everybody's trying to be the next, like, Instagrammer, uh, like, everybody's got a story, man. Yeah. I think if you take the time to just listen and be like, hey, tell me your story. Yeah. Just an hour. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Exactly. I think it'd be super refreshing and it'd be 100% relatable to everyone now. I hope that you're speaking for the masses that are in my audience. I mean, like, if, I, I if, like, so, if my audiences are looking for that, that's what I'd like to do, is that everybody does have a story. And I feel like, I, I mean, that it's great that I can talk to these professionals in these really unique things, like um, Aldrin Estacio being a, a YouTube tech reviewer. Like, that's incredible that I have somebody like that that's been on my show. Um, you know, Keone and Mari, like oh, yeah. well, well known Dude. in the dance industry, and and I me, saw my world of dance. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And then. And, and people like Gary Ridge, like for me oh, to even dude. sit down and, and say that I, that, oh, and I also happen to interview like the CEO oh, of WD40. WD40. That's, That's a really badass thing to say. But there's people out there that are in the studio with, uh, with Keone and Mari yeah. that have their own story. A hundred percent. There are employees at WD40 that have their own passions too. Who are they? 
And those are the people, those are the masses that would listen to the show is like, how can I be great at that thing? How can I be great at that craft? Sure. I'm, I'm an everyday Joe. I was like, and then I thought to myself, well, what's the everyday Joe doing and going through right now? And how can, how can the audience relate to that? And not only that, how could you make an impact? For sure, man. Right? Yeah. Because that's what you're after. Yeah. So not only listening to them, but how can you guide or make an impact so they can accomplish that one thing, right? No doubt about it, man. And, and, and you're hitting the nail on the head on again because um, part of what fulfills me is influencing somebody to pursue that 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 idea or whatever and knowing what positives they have and maybe even identifying like, dude, you're going to have a challenge in this because you suck at this particular thing, Sure, but you can work on that. And there's, a, and there's a way and there's, you know, so I can say those things to somebody that is an everyday or whatever. And I, and, and that would be awesome because I do want to make a positive impact other than writing index card quotes and taking photos of them on Instagram. Like I want to, I want to enlighten people by talking to the people that, are within that same community sure. of struggle. Like, I'm there too. I'm there too. I am there too. You know what I mean? Like, We're this show... <laughs> this show is so fun to do. It is. I mean, and and if someone can find that thing that they are that they have fun doing, like, just do that. That's, that's the dream. That's the human dream mm-hmm. right there versus, like, it'd be awesome. Hey, you know, if you do it well enough and, or whatever, and the money will follow. Sure. You know what I mean? But I think that the important part is like, don't lose sight on the fact that you're having fun with it. Yeah. And you're that's enjoying it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I began to kind of lose sight of the fun of the podcasting. And it's hard for me to even say that and admit that because I, I do genuinely enjoy it. But for me to get bored with it meant that I wasn't doing anything that actually was fulfilling anymore. It became cyclical, yeah. repetitive, yeah. all of those things. So that being said, I would like to add more fun. I do have this other project on the Perfect. side that I am now actually pursuing. Okay. Um, I've had a couple of meetings with a partner, and we're going to be doing some really fun stuff in the dance community, and, and that's where cool. we're, we're a part of. Um, and I, I needed that to kind of shake things up for my, from my podcast. I always tell my wife, I always tell people like you, like, I feel like it's so serious. Like I always ask like the serious question, what's that hard ass <laughs> struggle that you had to go through? Sure. When did you hit rock bottom for you to finally and dig how, yourself out? You, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and like yeah, everyone wants to know, sure. everyone what wants sure. to know. And I wanted to know, and it, it, it motivates me and, and really like it, it helps me learn about myself. Like sure. how am I really approaching this problem or whatever? But what I was missing was just like, what's your favorite fucking cereal, man? Sure. Like, and, and why do you eat that on Thursdays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and like, there's just those quirks and just having a moment of humanity and humility, I guess, in the conversation versus like, I am an expert at this because I went through all of these things. Like, that's great. I could draw that story out of anybody. Sure. And so why not? Yeah. Why not draw it out of the person that's right in the thick of it still and hasn't figured it out? Right. So now, this, this might be a... I don't know if you might be able to answer, but you're talking consistency. You're talking changing some of the layout, talking about a little bit more fun. How often are we going to expect your podcast in 2020? Every single week. Oh, yeah. every week? And this is recorded, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Every week. That's what, that's what the show was before I took the hiatus. All right, all you right. Know? So, and what does that mean? Like, okay, I can't just say that and not have a plan in place to actually execute on that, <laughs> right? Um, so, trust me, like... What is it? Oh, so I said it's December 29th. Yep. On January 2nd, I have another recording. Perfect. You know, so I'm going to be building these episodes so that I can actually like have them every single week. But I was going through a schedule too. Uh, for those of you who are loyal listeners, first of all, thank you. But secondly, um, you know that I would post an, um, an interview with somebody and then I would post backstage with Eddie Mac, which is more monologue, stream mm-hmm. of consciousness kind of stuff. 
kind of like diary or journal, yeah. you know, journaling. Um, and it would be every other week. So one week would be interview. Second would be backstage with Eddie Mac. Another one would be an interview and then back to yeah. backstage. So I was doing that. I may stick to that schedule and I may not. And that's part of the plan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's the whole thing is that like I really need to like act more on about uh, on like what content do I want to put this out. It feels right. It feels right. If it's going to be three interviews in a row, if it's going to be four weeks of no interviews at all, deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, your podcast. It's my show. <laughs> it's your podcast. And that's the thing. Do you want to listen? Listen. If you don't, great. It's still there for uh, you to listen exactly. if you want to. You can still go back to episode seven. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, dude, That's dope. Um, and so that's why, uh, as far as the, the, what the what plan is in place, I'm definitely, I, I need to build a pipeline of interviews. Um, that's why you and I are doing this. That's why my, you know, three days, four days from now, I'm going to have another one. Um, and that's why my DMs are busy now, you know, and that's nice. It's nice to be busy and, and, and get this, this other project that I'm alluding to, to get that thing rolling too. Good. I'm busy and, and that makes me feel productive Good. and that, and it's, it's towards something that I enjoy so much that like, it'll keep me busy and on my toes. So, um, I can say all this and you, and it's funny, you alluded, like, you know what happens at the end of every year and the beginning yeah, of every other 100%. year, you know what I mean? It does happen, which is why the whole mile a day happened for me. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to stop in March. Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> speaking of stopping, <laughs> that mile a day, can we talk about it? Sure. I was, I was about to ask, oh. but before that, let me ask a question. Go ahead, go ahead. Favorite beer? Oh, um, I'm going to say that it was Stone, for the summer especially. Oh, okay. Stone came out with this thing called Tropic of Thunder. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Super good. It's Is a it lager. Like pineapple? It's a lager. No, it, it's funny because it, it sounds like pineapple. It, it does. It, I guess it's supposed to have like fruity notes okay. or whatever, and I guess they're there. I just felt like it was an easy dr- drink. Like, okay. Like That's I was fair. At, I was in Yosemite sitting in the Merced River with my kids, and they were like splashing around in nice. ice cold water in and the summer. Like, and I'm like, ice cold beer? Nice. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, so it was nice. Um, that was like my choice. Um, but you know, it's weird. Like, I also know that beer gives me like some nasty sour guts too. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. So I started drinking, um, those like white claws and, yeah, and tr- yeah, like truly the, more, yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know that most people like no, no white claws. I've seen so those. Yeah, yeah. I started drinking those a lot more. They're a little bit easier That's on the cool. stomach 100%. and like, I don't feel like the nastiness of like the next morning headache or whatever. Yeah. So I've been drinking a lot of those, but how if, much I, you drinking, if I need to leave, <laughs> nah, nah, if I, if I need, to, that's how much time I had off. That's how much time I had off. No, um, nah, but the, the, the beer, it was definitely was stones. Um, yeah. Tropic of Thunder. You know, man, yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of stone, Ooh. but you give me a Carlsbad chronic and, and I'm all for it. Cheers to that. Well, it's empty yeah, it's now. All, it's but all yeah. gone. Um, so for the next, next guest on uh, sending stages. Yeah. Tropic Thunder? Tropic of Thunder. <laughs> there you go. Get her, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now let's dive back in into what happened with uh, a mile a day. Mile a day. Okay. Mile a day, dude. Um, I, I I was doing it every single day. If it, I had, uh, I still have a, a huge sense of pride that I did it. I started on December twenty second, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. um, and I just I you know, again I went from one day and doing it two days in a row. That's kind of cool. Okay. Three days in a row, and I didn't really think about like maybe I can go a week. By four, by day four, I was like, oh, I could do this whole week. Yeah. By day four, I was like, I could do this this whole week. Well, after getting a week under my belt, I'm like, well, what's the second week? Sure. You know, what's the it's big deal? Week. It's sure. another seven days. I could do that. Sure enough, got through 14 straight days, and I was just like, a month is totally doable, man. Like especially if it's this. just a mile. Yeah. I was doing more than a mile on some days too. So um so you know just kind of get it in. Um, so a month went by or whatever, and then like, and then months 
like stacked up and I was just like oh shit man I, I loved I loved sharing it too like yeah. on my stories and stuff like when I run I still do I still I'll still share like my run um I don't share all of them right but I had fun like like getting on that train of like every day I'm committing to this thing there was a night early in my stint of like doing this mile a day like within the first month where I was celebrating Efren my brother-in-law's birthday and we were in downtown San Diego um we're having dinner the kids are there he has a hotel where we're all gonna spend mm-hmm. the night so of course it's his birthday so a glass of wine here sure. a cocktail there mm-hmm. um and then a glass of champagne to top off dinner sure. i went to the hotel and ran on the treadmill at 11 30 at night you know I and like that. and that that right there is like that was what probably the most challenging thing that i ran into within the first month i'm like what like i didn't run this morning i was like now i gotta go i like i, like, I, I was do? like i went to work yeah. i was like after work i'm supposed to be in downtown san diego and have drinks and dinner. And when, when am I going to fit this in? Uh-huh. And like the, just the fact that I was like, okay, it's 1140 at night. It's 10 there's, minutes. There's a gym downstairs. Sure. Like, let's just do the treadmill. Like, it might not be your best mile, but just do it. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, like, I did it. And, and like, and I, there was a sense of pride, man. Yeah, like, 100%. like, hell yeah. I got yeah. it. I got it done, you know? So all this great momentum built in, and turned into several months. Well... Um, there were in the whole course of this December 22nd of 2018, all the way until the, what was it like week 11 of the NFL season, this oh, 2019 man. season, I was hanging out with Drew, my brother, his wife, Lindsay, um, my wife and all that stuff. We were at my parents' house and, um, <clears throat> I didn't run that morning. Um, just they spent the night at my house. Then we all went to my dad's house to go watch football. And um, Drew has this stupid game where, like, when his team makes a touchdown, everyone does Irish car bombs. Oh man! So I was just like, dude. Okay, so I was like, let's not do it for every touchdown. Sure. Let's start making. Here, I'm adding oh, fuel to the dang. fire. I add fuel to the fire, and I'm like, let's bet on plays. Like when the when the opening kickoff happens or when the team punts, well, gonna is happen? it going to be a fair catch oh. or are they going to run it back? Right? Like we started making those Dang. kinds of bets, and they're like, okay, if you lose, then you have to take a swig of your whatever drink sure. is in your hand. That morning turned into like it was oh, now the drinking. sun. The sun set. We're betting on who's going to win games now. And there's like five games based a day. on drinks. I, I, and then there was a point in time where I was just like, I still need to go on my run. <laughs> I, li- I literally still said that to right. me. Mind you, I just said it's week 11 of the NFL season. Today's week 16. So just yeah. a, a little over a month ago, sure. we're doing this. And I'm like, I can't. I, I'm not going to go on my run. Yeah. How am I going to do it? Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> dude, I almost went a whole year. I almost went a whole oh, year doing man. a mile. You know what I'm Dang. saying? And just five weeks ago. <laughs> Dang. I biffed it. I biffed it. And then the, 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 the sad thing is that, like, I biffed it then. And so I went right back into running sure. the next day. So fine. I missed a day. Sure. I missed a day. So I get back onto my running train or whatever. And then, like, just two weeks ago, um, my, <laughs> a lot of things happened. Yeah, I got um, – I don't like to admit this because I don't ever – but I got sick. I don't uh, ever get sick, Ramon. No, you know no, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't say no, that shit, You always show up to work. I don't, yeah, I show up, man. Yeah. If I can walk and I can talk and smile. I'm going to work. I'm not sick. I'm not calling out. Hey, you're like Dude. falling apart, bro. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm man. Good. Don't, don't. Yeah. So, um, but I did. I, I came down with um, 
I guess a cold or whatever. Like I had this serious, serious sinus congestion. Oh, yeah, man. and I was just like, oh, it's terrible. So I was like, oh, I'm still gonna get my myelin, but I'm not gonna run it. Yeah, like, I'd be, you, you I'd walked be, it. I'd be stupid to do yeah. that. So yeah, I listened to my body and I took a walk for you know a mile or whatever. And I so I I got that in, and then it turned into like this crazy sore throat. Now my oh, throat's getting dry nah, for everything. Yeah. I've got a humidifier sure. in every room yeah. just so that I, like I'm taking care of my throat. And that one day where the throat was like hurting its worst, I was like, I, I know I'm not, not gonna go on my run. There's yeah. no way. And that turned into one whole week because I was yeah. so reluctant to go see a doctor. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna go. I didn't even want to see go. a doctor. No, I'm good. Uh, and I felt that was a waste yeah, of my good. time. Yeah. But look how much time I lost like yeah. not going. And not, not, now I feel like a ton better and stuff. But just the fact that I went a whole week, it was driving me nuts yeah. dude it was grinding my gears yeah I, 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 I get it hated it i get it i hated it um g saw my attitude was getting yeah. really pissy yeah dude little things bother you oh why are you breathing God. stop it <laughs> yeah man and so those endorphins are real man yeah. those those 100%. endorphins are real like yeah. the, the positive vibes that you yeah. get off of exercise it makes you feel good it makes you feel good it makes you feel good and so you know i had to learn twice this year that like stopping and having inconsistency ruins your shit oh, 100%. <laughs> Especially when it's working out, dude. Yeah. When you yeah. work out, everything is just better. Yeah, man. Everything. It everything. Doesn't matter, uh, it doesn't matter if it's at the end of the day, the beginning of your day, the middle of the day. Just get it done. Yeah. So, what? Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Right now, like, so I've had some major injuries, eh? and we talked about those earlier. My broken foot, my shoulder. So, God. like, I've gone to the gym on a like broken foot i yeah. just go yeah you know instead of running i can't I, believe like, you bro do the stairmaster or whatever <laughs> I, I figure it out you know yeah and uh i noticed and i told vicky i was like babe like th- there's days that i just can't go because my foot hurts right uh i tell her i was like i feel like everything just bothers me that much more when i don't go to the gym yeah I, like i know my it, coffee's dude. not done in two minutes oh my god this is taking so long and i'm just like Dude, it's just brewing, bro. Like, relax. Like, it's crazy. So I can totally relate, man. Everything it's was crazy. antsy. Like, everything wasn't happening the way it should have. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't know why that sets the tone so badly, but it really does. Like, yeah. if you get that thing done, it was challenging for yeah. one. It took time to get it, to, to commit to it. And then, like, but once you get it under your belt, that notch is there. Oh, and yeah. You're, and you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. It doesn't freaking matter what happens the rest of the day. Yeah. You Who know cares? you did that for you. Yeah. Oh, and man. even if you have a crappy day, then you run like you did that day at 11. Yeah. You're like, all right, it was a good day. Like, I did my run. I, yeah. Like, it's cool. It's yeah. 10, 15 minutes of your entire day, but it just defines it. It does. It's crazy. It does. And you know, like Efren that night too, he like he like secretly went down to the gym and recorded like, me on the treadmill, oh, he's, he's and he's like, "Dang, he's really committing to this mile of uh, yeah. mile a day," and like that pushes me, like you know, like like he did that and like he posted it, on, and that that like that really influenced me. Like yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really am committed to this. Like let's go, you know. Yeah, and I remember you actually <clears throat> said that even impacted G. It did. She started kind of doing her own like little. She did. Like, she did for a month mile or walk. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was really cool too. Like uh, I would go on my run at night, and at the time I was doing a lot of night runs yeah. versus morning ones but at that time when she was doing her mile a day as well um i would get a head start because i'm jogging and she's going on a walk or whatever but we take essentially the same path sure. and like on my way back she's you on like her way her? out that's i'm cool. giving her a high five nice. that's yeah, so like, like that's, that's really cool, cool you that's know pretty cool and you talk about accountability partner oh, 100%. like you know what i mean yeah like who better than the person that's yeah. like that you live with so. and, and it's funny because like so you know me like i've been waking up at four in the morning for a long time now yeah so then vicky i think it was like 
mid-summer, or I don't remember when she started. She's like, hey, babe, like, I want to go to the gym again. I want to start. I was like, cool. Like, when are you going to go? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, beginning of the day, like, you let me know. I'll, you know, we'll work it into a routine or whatever. Right, right. And she's like, well, I want to go at five. And I was like, okay, so, like, when am I going to go then? Because I usually go from four four thirty to like six o'clock, so I was like, okay, I can't work out for half an hour. Yeah. So what the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah. Sorry for the curse word there. Um. So then I was like, okay, I guess I gotta wake up at three now. So now that was my new routine, bro. Like I wake <laughs> up at three in the morning. Damn man. Three in the morning, get to the gym by three thirty, and work out from three thirty to five. Wow, bro. And it was like insane bro that was the toughest thing i've ever had really to do. yeah yeah because it was like i would go to sleep at the same time 9 9 30 so then i was getting five maybe about six hours of sleep but waking up at three dude i was like there's nobody here yeah there's only maybe like two three people at the gym and that was tough dang so like when you talk about having a positive impact man like me just going knowing that i was gonna go to, go to the gym so she can go right after i was like all right cool like this is all worth it like it's worth it. Why was it worth it to you? For me, yeah. Because you know, I feel like I was doing her like, like helping her out. I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go." Uh-huh. Then as soon as I get home, I wake her up, and then she goes to the gym. Okay. So I was like, I don't mind making the sacrifice as long as she's getting something out of it. Sure. So it was nice. That's cool. Because I was like, you know, I could go at night, but I was like, I don't want to do that because then I don't spend time with him and that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Yeah. But you know what, man? It was worth it. It was well worth it. And now that we're still doing that routine, I'm like, all right, man, there's days I'll, I'll wake up at 3, I, ha- I work a full 12 hours, get home, go to sleep at 9, then I go to wake up at 3 again. And I'm like, oh, man, this is tough. But you know what? It's very, very rewarding, man. Did you go from 4 to 3 yeah. in one day? Yeah. You're in freaking crazy, dude. Yeah. I didn't, crazy. I didn't do it incrementally like I did the yeah. time before because it was like, she told me on a Friday, she was like, hey, babe, I want to go to the gym. I was like, cool, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Monday. I was like, perfect. I'll go at three then. Dang. So I just woke up at three and it was like, oh man. Wow. Let's get to it, you know? Good for you, but, man. Um, Good anyway, for you both. That was that. You, you know, know, I came to your house today and I, and I hadn't seen Vicky since yeah. we recorded our podcast yeah, yeah. about you waking up at four. And um, and I see, like, physically, yeah. Vic has changed, man. Like, uh, I mean, and it's not to say that she was, like, way no. out of shape. No. But I could see she a, was a, little a, bit out of shape, a difference. Yeah, I could see I could see it in her face and her neck. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. It's crazy, man. Yeah, dude. She's, she's been putting in her work, man. Yeah. It's tough, dude. Uh, I'm waiting to get over my injuries. I should be getting surgery soon, but that's a that's a topic on its that own. Sucks yeah. that you have to wait on <laughs> yeah. that, man. But eh, who cares? It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. But all right, man. So we already talked about a little bit about you. Yeah. We know what kind of beer you like. Yeah. We talked about the American Dream. We talked about your your podcast. Anything else that's lingering that you want to get off your chest mm. that you're like, this is my my listeners got to know about this. Yeah, well, I I did touch on it a little bit already. Yeah. Um, and I and I won't like go and I won't repeat it. But essentially, that time that I took off, I okay. had intention, um, and that intention was to accomplish those those three things. Um, only one of them got done, and I think that um, when I look back at like all of the posts. And the, the way people responded to the posts sure. that I did, and I'm talking outside of the podcast. Let's yeah, yeah. go. Let's go Instagram on this sure. one. Um, people were were like super thankful um, about like oh, I really needed that one today, or thanks for the reminder, no, sure. and, and and thanks for kicking me in the head sure. or whatever about this one. I really needed a call, a call out, and you did that for me, and that feels great. And and 
a hundred percent of those times where someone said like, bro, that was so epic or things. Yeah. My response was always, or when I posted something, it was always like, I'm currently learning or what my opinion about this is, or like, you know, my experience that I, that I got through this was that, and it was always about something that I truly lived through. Sure. Um, and so when those reminders or those quotes or whatever, or those little videos that I would post on Instagram were put up, it was because I was going through that thing. It was because I wasn't an expert at that thing. I was literally going through like, you know, going from night runs to morning runs, like was a transition mm-hmm. for me. And I documented that on Instagram and said that like, my time is better used when I do this in the morning. My, my energy has a different lift to it versus doing it at night. And you know, things like that. Like, yeah. like I'm literally living those things through when I say this dope ass thing, this quote or whatever. Um, my point is that I was doing all of those things and knowing that I was getting positive responses, but I don't think that I was being um, authentic enough about how bad the struggle really was. Mm. Now that people know that I took this time off or whatever, that's me, it's my bad. Now that, I, that people know that I took this time off um, from Instagram, from the podcast, Social media. all of it, um, what I learned from the absence was that I really lost track of my voice, mm-hmm. and I think I regained it over the course of those months. I regained a little, a little bit more confidence about who I'm, who I'm, who I'm really supposed to be, and not like what people think that I am, you know. And I think yeah. I was doing that a whole lot more towards, you know, the, the butt end of me taking that uh, time off. So, I guess I'd like to just uh, like kind of touch again that like that time off, as as hard as it was for me to realize and be tough on myself, and like you know, beat myself up over the fact that I wasn't producing, creating, and things of that nature. I was also learning that, like, the reason why I stopped was because I got so involved with how people mm-hmm. responded and engaged. Sure. And I need to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that, like, for those of you who are listening, that I'm still learning that process. I'm still learning to be, you know, as real as I can and, and, and not always do the highlights on Instagram. You're seeing that I'm posting a whole lot less on my feed. Um and like this whole TikTok thing, like it really opened my eyes because I see my son Donovan doing it. And he's having a lot of fun and, and like he's truly a creative in so many different ways. You know, he loves painting. He loves playing instruments and stuff like that. And I'm like, where did my freedom go? Why did I turn it into like this linear thing versus like just being who I, who I am, you know? Yeah, but I, but I think that happens <clears throat> to everyone. I think we go back to high school. We start thinking, well, what are they gonna think? Is this what they want to totally. see? Is that, you know, is this what's gonna resonate with other people? Just because I've been, uh, you know, I've been going on TikTok and it's just random. It is so random. Random. Mm-hmm. And I think about it and I'm like, maybe I could do it, but yeah. then I'm like, do I want to? Yeah. Right. So yeah. then you get into that struggle. Uh-huh. But just hearing from what you're saying, you're learning that, and and it's something that Gary Vee talks about all the time, like. There's no image you got to maintain, man. Like, sure. it's just you. Yeah. Like, yeah. just show people who you are. If they like it, great. If you don't like it, don't follow me. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, like, if you look at Gary Vee, that's what, one of the things that makes him so successful. He just, and we talked about this in the past, he talks about the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. The only thing about it is, is the truth. Some people want to hear it. Others don't. Yeah. 
he can say the same 11 principles every single day, but he has a different way of saying yeah, 100%. it. hundred percent. You know? hundred percent. But it's always the same yeah. idea, and people criticize him for that. And, and that's the thing, too, that, like... I, who cares? Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> like, because this is, this that's is all he I knows, have. and yeah. that's all he's got. Yeah, 100%. And, and 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 I think that, and that's so true because I was trying so hard to be everything to yeah. everyone, and not everything of who I am for myself, you yeah. know. And I'm like, dude, that's not the way yeah. that I intended for this at all. Yeah. And I got so caught up, even even me being on TikTok, like. People are posting every or creating every single day or whatever, and I'm sure that Gary would would want you to do yeah. the same and encourage the same idea. But the truth is, man, I'm not going to take the time to do it, yeah. and that's just the truth. Yeah, and that's okay. And it, if it's not your thing, it's not yeah. your thing. Is it going to hurt the pod? Maybe. Is it going to hurt like my brand? Maybe. But like, Who I'm cares? still me. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it, is it good enough for you? That's where I got if caught it is, up. Yes. If not, then it's not. And I got so lost. I got so lost. Yeah. As I Um, hear you do, to be honest, I think 2020 is going to be your year. Just because the fact that you're acknowledging that there's change to be made and that you're not going to get caught in that like, oh my God, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. It already sounds like it's going to be better. Uh, It feels good to say. It feels good to say. Um, Now it's execution. You know, now it's me truly committing to, you know, those things. And I'm glad that that, that we're seeing it in this, in this, um, show in the podcast because people who are listening to me i like i i want to satisfy and entertain those people as well but it's 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 going to be out there on the on the web forever that yeah. like i i want to post an episode every week You're like like i'll say it again you Don't. know like and and if that means me talking for a month and a half straight and That's you not okay. hearing somebody else's story i'm gonna talk to you guys man That's you know all right you yeah. know what i mean i've listened to podcasts and i'm like dude this was boring Mm-hmm. But it's out there. Someone's mm-hmm. gonna relate. Not yeah. everyone, but yeah. someone will. You for know sure. What I mean? For sure. So all right, man. That's it. That's what I want to get off my cool. chest. Uh, Perfect. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of get, sensing that we're kind of drawing near the end of the yeah. conversation. And I got to tell you that this is precisely why I needed to do this. It, and it's because I, I needed to be called out on things. I needed to acknowledge and vocalize exactly what I went through and experienced and learned. Um, and how I would like to apply that. Is 100%. it going to go according to plan perfectly? Hell no. I'm not going to guarantee that. Um, but the fact that I, and you said it, like I, I'm acknowledging something that needed to be said to myself. And then for my audience who has been loyal and supportive and those, those things, like I want them to know that you guys are the reason why I created the show. It's because we are all going through some challenge that we need to kind of like find a way to bridge that gap or get over that hump. And the people that I interview, the experiences that I share, hopefully resonate in such a way that it triggers, I can do that, but in my version or in my way, or I can apply that to my sewing business or my t-shirt business. And whatever it is, man. whatever that pursuit is, if it's you guys that haven't done that it thing yet, the fact of the matter is there are tons of other people that are not doing that it thing. And that includes me. And that includes the people that have to take a break. Makes two of us. Yeah, man. (laughs) So I appreciate the fact that you were the person that also interviewed me in this. Like I said, I needed someone who was close to me. Sure. I needed somebody that also looked at my goals objectively. And you've done that for me for years. Um, so it seemed to be the right fit. There was one other person that I was going to bring on to do this. And they, and they fit that bill as well. Um, there was just some holes in like what I wanted to accomplish. Sure. And I think that you understand where I'm coming from and why I did this type of episode. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I think you're, you got the right idea. Now it's just a matter of executing every single time. Um, just because, again, I, I had nothing prepared. 
Nothing. Cool. I like to think that it went pretty well. I uh, had some questions I wanted to ask. I think I had a series of like five questions, and I think I asked them throughout the conversation. But I wanted to be like literally just organic, man. Like listen to what you have to say cool. and just build on that. Yeah. And to be honest, there's a lot of things that I'm like, man, like I didn't know that. Yeah. Like when, yeah, yeah. when you were talking, I'm going to be on social media. I was like, all right, cool. Like what are you going to do? And I waited for this huge comeback. And when you came back, I was like, all right, cool. Like, so what did you do? And now to find out that you're like, oh, well, it didn't go as planned. I'm like, oh, I never, I never would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's cool that now I got to see that part of it. You know, because, oh, you know? Go, I'm sorry. No, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, because you said something that like I actually did want to share that. Sure. Is that coming back to social media and uh, announcing like, hey, yeah. guys, I'm back. You know how long it took for me to get to that moment? Bro? Yeah, I'm sure. It took me weeks. Imagine. It took me weeks. <laughs> like, I could have come back a long time ago. How am I going to... Yeah, I oh, have... Oh, like, people have been waiting. I told them For I was going to sure. be gone. Like, what are they going to say? Yeah. What are they going to think? And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I said I was going to have these projects done. Yeah. I didn't do shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to come back to yeah. that. I have to say now that. Now the fear. Like, I have oh, to man, say... Like, I have to admit. I got to be honest. Yeah. I didn't do anything. But yeah. that's it. That's that's why this show... Cool, man. This episode happened is because I needed to admit that. Like, I got nothing done. Well, okay. I can get philosophical about what got done. Although I didn't get that stuff done, I learned, you know, a very valuable lesson Fundamentals, that man. I would like to you carry I mean? into the next Good. year and, um, and and build off of that and Good. learn some more, you know. Good. And you know, the the fact that you you had no plan is so <laughs> true to what the show is going to be more like. I think <laughs> in the so coming funny, year. Man. And it's funny because I just so you guys know, like he asked me, hey, so like, are you prepared? Like, and I was like, yeah, dude, I've been thinking about it, and I have. But yeah. I didn't have like a structure. I was like, oh, I have a few questions that are going to start it and then we'll just build from there. Yeah. And honestly, I think, I, again, I found out a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So I'm sure your listeners did as well. Cool. And now I'm just kind of looking forward to like, all right, cool. What is Thursday's podcast going to be? Mm-hmm. And like, what's that going to sound like? And then the week after that, just because I'm an avid listener, man, I, I, I like to support you. I've been listening to since your first episode and, uh, like I said before, man, this is creative. Like I would have never thought of doing this. And every time that I listen to your, one of your intros, I'm like, that's pretty dope. You know, and I don't know if that's just me because I'm like, I don't know, like I'm easy to please, you can say. Yeah. But I think it's super cool. So with that said, guys, th- stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. It's going to be next Thursday at 4 a.m. If be 4 a.m., let's do it. <laughs> 4 a.m. for you, 4 a.m. clubbers. And uh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate Y'all the opportunity. Appreciate the time. And uh, hopefully uh, people listen. Thanks, my if dude. If not, then who cares? Who cares? <laughs> All right, guys. Out, sir.